and welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm so excited that you're joining us today. We are going to have a fascinating conversation as usual as we learn from people all around the world at all ages and stages of life. Stay tuned as we shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort. Well, hi, everyone. I'm Lori LeBay with Alzheimer Speaks, and I am thrilled you can join us today. We are doing open mic today. We do do these pre-recorded these days uh, versus live, but anyone is welcome to join us. So if you are living with dementia, if you are caring for someone, either personally or professionally, if you have a service, product, tool, business, if you're a researcher, an advocate, a musician, um, a movie director, everyone is welcome. Um, Authors, uh, again, we just want a place where people can talk about what they're seeing, what they're doing, how they want dementia care improved. And I personally don't feel that we can make sustainable change without being inclusive. So I appreciate anyone who is watching and everyone who comes to join us today. I never, ever know who's going to show up or, or when um, during this, uh, this time frame. So we just kind of go a little loosey-goosey with this. Um, I know I had five people who said they were definitely going to make it, so we'll see. Sometimes people um, get mixed up or confused a little bit with time zones which is, which is uh, normal for, for all of us. Um, but I thought in the meantime, I would just uh, tell you a little bit about myself. If you're, if you're new to Alzheimer's Speaks and, and me, I got into this space in 2009 as a frustrated daughter. My mom lived with dementia for 30 years. She has since passed. And, you know, I just wanted to do things a little bit differently. I wanted to be inclusive of all people all around the world. And so started with a a blog and from there wanted to use multimedia. So that's when the radio show was born. Um, And we've been doing that since 2011. We also do something called Dementia Chats, which we do once a month. And that is where I facilitate a panel of people living with dementia and they they tell us what they feel we need to know. And we haven't found a topic that they're not willing to discuss. And again, they pick it. I just facilitate. And uh, that, of course, is um, listed on our website under free educational resources. All of those videos are free and they are helpful for those who are diagnosed for families and professionals alike. We also do something called Dementia in the Arts. And that we are now going to do once a month, and we're highlighting um, one specific person at a time. Originally, we started out doing a panel, uh, but they showcase their artwork, which is absolutely incredible. It's wonderful to bust stigmas. It's fantastic to hear how people adapt and how purpose-filled they feel when doing art. And also another big um, outcome of them doing art we hear over and over is that uh, it reduces their stress. And when their stress is reduced, 
their symptoms are also reduced. Other things that you will find on Alzheimer's Speaks is um, things about becoming dementia friendly. You know, how do you do that as an individual or as a community? Uh, you can learn about memory cafes, which are absolutely fantastic. And those, if you aren't familiar with them, basically are for people living with dementia and their care partners to learn to live graciously together. It gives people that peer group that so often falls away as the disease progresses. We have a poetry section on there. We have tools that you can use. Um, we've written a book called Betty the Bald Chicken about lessons in how to care, which is written as a children's book. Um, but from what we've heard from people all around the world, uh, it, they can use it in, um, for basically any situation. So it is not dementia specific. It's been used for bullying, addictions, divorce, chronic illness, death, um, you name it. It's all about when you don't feel like you fit in or maybe you're caring for someone who is feeling that way. Um, how do you have a conversation about how you're gonna care for them, care for yourself? And how do you wanna be cared for? What do you tell other people? So check, check that out. And of course, from our free educational resources, you can always get to Dementia Map as well. And so we would um, love for you to check that out. That is our global resource directory. And I partnered with Dave Wiedrich, who has the Memory Cafe directory for, for six different countries on that. Well, Toby, I see you're here with us. So do you want to introduce yourself to everyone? Yeah, my name's Toby Hayworth. I live in Woodstock, Ontario, Canada. And I'm an artist and I work on uh, professional um, stage shows. Oh, wonderful. Now, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, you have a, a show coming up. Is that correct? Yes. I suddenly came up with the idea that I was going to do a show on people with dementia a fundraiser and um it came very quickly to my mind so i thought you know what i'm gonna try and get it done uh because my profession was stage lighting and sound and management and i did very well in it in university uh so me being an artist, acrylic abstract, as you've all seen before, I thought, well, I'm going to do a show and I'll sell artwork and I'll have people talking about dementia as well as a band playing and a DJ. Um, all of this crammed into three hours. Um, it's going to be in September, September 7th, and the room is already booked, and I've already got the band booked, and the DJ's booked, so it's all coming together really nicely, and um, it'll be a terrific event, and everybody can come. Um, I either to see the vendors or uh, come to the actual show. Okay, so um, where where is this going to be located? Uh, it's going to be located in Woodstock, Ontario. Um, 
that's about mm, an hour from Toronto. Um, the population here is quite good. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember the numbers, but um, we've got a very diverse uh, community here. Um, my art has drastically changed since my last concussion that was a month ago. Um, <clears throat> so it's getting interesting anyway. Um, yeah, anybody can attend. And if anybody wants to take a photo of what they do or they want their company advertised for free, I welcome all of that because I need to fill some room in uh, the brochure and I'm giving out to the people that would like it. Okay, well, sounds good. Well, and what I think I'll do, because we're pre-recording this, is I'll tuck a few of your pictures that I have from our Dementia in the Arts program in here, just so people can kind of see a sampling. One of the things yeah. that, that I thought was amazing with your acrylics that you um, that you do is use a a like kind of a plastic um, grocery bag um, and yes. help you know, kind of smear the paint around and stuff. And I just think it's, I just find it fascinating how everybody on Dementia and the Arts adapts, you know, to their different symptoms and trying different types of artwork and, and things. You had said that your your paintings have changed. Can you describe how so since your last concussion? Well, it's mainly the colors are different and the blending has changed um the last painting i did instead of using whatever i was using before i'm using garden soil and putting that on and then start layering up from there um that creates a 3d image um and i just find that I'm kind of stuck with my colors right now. Um, it's almost like I've partially forgotten the mixes, but it's coming out really quite nicely <laughs> and, um, uh, but quite different. Um, and I also decided that I would go for the squares or the circles in my paintings because hardly anybody does that mm -hmm. in the art world. Um, they go for abstract or they go for real forests or whatever, but I'm trying um, a different approach with squares and circles. Okay. Well, wonderful. Well, I'll be, I'll be anxious to see how, how your event goes. And do you have a flyer at all on it or? Oh uh, yeah. I'll have a flyer finished on it. Uh, hopefully three or four days. Okay. Um, 
it'll be an introductory flyer and then I'm going to have the tickets printed and um, then I'll have a newsletter and then I'll have the program. Okay. Wonderful. And is the artwork all going to be yours or are you, do you have other? No, no I, I, I'm going to open it up to artists. Uh, that's, that's another thing that's really lacking in this town is for artists to display their work mm -hmm. uh, is, is very, very minimal. Um, a lot of places charge a lot of money for their space. Um, I'm lucky enough to have a legion. Let me use their, their uh, facilities. Um, so I'm getting a 50 Canadian dollars an hour. Um, that's more than reasonable. Um, because, uh, I am charging for the tickets. Um, like not much. I haven't, I haven't decided. I'm thinking like $15 each just to cover the costs. Um, I'm not looking to make money, but it'd be nice if I make money to uh, donate to the hospital to study on how we can slow down dementia or slow down Alzheimer's um, because that's what they're working on right now here in Canada. It'd be nice to get the hospital to do an exhibit for you. It would be. It would have, be. Have stuff hung in their halls. Yeah. Uh, well, we, we've got the hospital and then we've got uh, like tiny units that, sorry, the places uh, for dementia and Alzheimer's, they don't really do a whole lot. They, they don't do uh, like community events or people all gain together in the same room that have got the same problem. Mm -hmm. And in my eyes, that is a problem because nobody's got an outlet to speak um, on the subject unless they learn about you. Um, but then people with dementia, like I'm having a, my brain's having a pretty good day today, but not usually. Um, forget to how, how to get on. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great quick motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. 
We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv and on local now, channel 525. Uh, a site like this. Um, so they can't take advantage of a, a service like this. Wonderful. Well, I'm excited for you. You know, like you said, I'll help you push it out and um, what we can put it on the Dimension the Arts page and I can put your flyer in my blog. That would be wonderful. Yeah. See if we can raise some awareness for you. Kate, you had a question? Yes. Toby, if I were to go to your Facebook page, can I see some of the new paintings? Uh, they will be up in about Give me a couple of weeks, and sure, I'll, sure. I'll, I'll put some up. I'm just excited um, to see the new the new paintings. What you know, as opposed to the old, because I've seen many, 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 many of Toby's wonderful paintings before. Thank yeah. you. I I'm I've heard that that video has been watched quite a few times from people, and I find it kind of embarrassing because I. I was ready for the interview, but in some senses, I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> so it was a bit of a hit and miss. Um, so I, I would like the opportunity in the future to do a different video and post it on my Facebook or wherever. Okay. Just so people can get an understanding of my artwork. And how it's progressed over the years or changed uh, with the level of dementia I'm going through. Okay. Well, we, uh, you know, with dementia and the arts now, if that's the video you're talking, you we used to do them in a panel and now we are doing, we're featuring one person at a time. So we could right. feature you and, um, and, and do it that way. If that's something. Yeah. And and delete the other video. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't delete it because it's got other people's in there, and it was it was very helpful to a lot of people. So, um, you know, I I know we're all horrible critics of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, I thought you did really really well. Um, Kate, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Kate Lau. I live in Urbana, Illinois. Um, in 2014, I was diagnosed with BVFTD, which is the behavior variant frontotemporal dementia. I'm privileged to be a member of the Dementia Chats panelists, Lori LaBay, thank you, and uh, to be here today. And uh, currently, I'm a, I'm, I've been a local advocate uh, in my community in Illinois, and uh, currently I am... Um, involved in a research study um, investigating the accessibility and trustworthiness of digital health information for those with mild cognitive disorder and or um, newly diagnosed with dementia. I believe in the support of online groups. So I am an admin at Forget Me Not, Alzheimer's Dementia, um, it's a Facebook group, and it is unique in that the, in that um, under Forget Me Not group, uh, various 
uh, groups of dementia. So you can actually go and say, okay, if this is what I'm looking for, you're a caregiver or you're a patient, you just go straight to your type of dementia and there are experts in each one of these groups that can help you and uh, um, learn with you. <laughs> um, and also in this group, it's not only, you know, boring stuff or something. We've got all kinds of clubs. We've got recipe group, holiday group. It is very, very upbeat and exciting. Fitness group. So I am also a dementia mentor, a member of the Association of Frontotemporal Dementia, and uh, an online, uh, and a member of an online group called um, Frontotemporal Dementia Patient Support. So <laughs> that's it. That's a lot. That's a lot that you're involved in. Uh, Kate, if you don't mind, I'm going to hop over to Chris. Uh, of course. And Chris yes. Too, because I know they're on a tight time frame here. Yes. And, yes. Uh, I'll come back to you. So, Christina and Cindy, I don't know if you're both there, just one, if you want to unmute yourselves. Oops. Yeah, I just wanted to save some bandwidth. We're on the road right now, Lori, and so I want to save some bandwidth. We're in southern Illinois right now, uh, and sometimes the uh, signal isn't real strong. So, um, yeah, so we are trapped today. Cindy and I, uh, she's sitting, she's actually driving, so um, I we are on, on the road today and we are working through the uh, Illinois Assistive Technology Program here in, in Springfield. Uh, we are kind of like the Southern Illinois arm of that and we have received funding from the Illinois Department on Aging and we are offering um, medical devices or home health equipment and smart home technology to seniors that are 60 uh, plus uh, that qualify for um, services like that. They have to be kind of affiliated or at least get in touch with their area agency on aging. Um, and so Cindy and I are just super excited to be a part of this and, and go around and, and give this equipment to people in Southern Illinois uh, that really need it. And it's been, um, it's such a, it's such a desert down here as far as having adaptive equipment down here, uh, or at least getting a hold of uh, an organization that might have it. So we're really excited to be a part, to be a part of that. Wonderful. Now, is that something that all AAAs are doing? Um, I don't. Yeah, here in Illinois, yes. Yeah, in, here in Illinois, it is. So, um, and it, like I said, the funding is coming through the Illinois Department of So, yeah, if somebody is interested or thinks a caregiver has a loved one that might qualify for it, have them get a hold of their uh, area agency on aging. The area agency on aging will have a community care uh, provider. And they're the ones that provide these, uh, the, the programs, they, but they're funded, they're funded by the AAA. Okay. So, um, but they have to be, they have to get referred by that community care program um, on the uh, Illinois Assistive Technology uh, website. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll have to connect you to NOMO. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Uh, I'm not. They've got some, I, I will definitely connect you guys with them. Yeah. Uh, I just met with them this morning here, and uh, they have a really cool product. I was hoping Tim was going to be able to make it. Maybe he still will. We'll definitely connect you guys. Be right up your alley. And Excellent. Sure, they would love you to review it. Yeah. 
that's what we that's kind of our that's kind of what we do that's what we started off doing Lori, as you know is companies send us products um when we're not when we're not giving out products for illinois assistive technology program um we're making videos to show caregivers and individuals how to stay safely and independently at home as long as possible um so companies will send us their product we'll make a product review video um if it meets our criteria we have been we have started giving those companies uh, our seal of approval, just that way, just that way our, our viewers know that this product has been vetted by licensed rehabilitation therapists, um, and, and it's going to help them cut through that noise because there's a lot of stuff out there. But at least they know that we've kind of touched it, we've looked at it, we've tested it, we've vetted it, and it's something that we would, that we've given our seal of approval to, so... Well, that's fantastic. I, I I highly respect the work you guys do. Why don't you give a plug for your website? Because uh, Cindy and Christine is not going to get them anywhere if they if they Google that. <laughs> yeah. So what? Yeah. So we are actually adaptive equipment and caregiving corner. Our website address is aecorner.com. Wonderful. We have our YouTube channel too, Lori. If anybody wants to go out, we got all of that's where we we house all of our. Um, our product review videos are on our YouTube channel. Well, that's fantastic. I, I'm excited for what you guys are doing. I think it's just so highly needed and it's nice to, it's nice to see that come into play. Are you guys um, involved with the dementia guide with CMS and stuff that's supposed to be tapping more into community players? I, I've heard of that, Lori. We haven't. We, I don't, um, I, I, I want to say it's, Maybe even you told us about the dementia guide. Somebody has told us about it, but uh, we haven't had a chance to to get into that or get involved with that. Um, we, something sounds like we need to get uh, connected with just to let people know that we're we're here in this area at least. You know, all of our videos are online, so anybody across the country or across the world can get a hold of those. But when it comes to the actual physical being in front of people, um, you know, it'd be it'd be nice to be able to reach out to even more people in our communities. Okay. Maybe we can chat online a little bit more. I'm just still learning. Okay. I want to do a whole nother show on this. Um, Kate and Toby, this will be really exciting. It's supposed to be for the hospitals and clinics to be able to okay. hook up with a lot of different services so people can actually get tapped in to resources instead of walking out of the doctor with nothing. Yes, that's so important. That's so even if you even if you know, even if people know who their area agency on aging is, you know or who your assistive technology program, every state has an AT program, um, you know, and that's, that's regardless of your age or your diagnosis, you know, so find out who your AT program is and find out what kind of services uh, that, that they might have in your state. If you go to our resource page on aecorner.com, Lori, we've got the national directories listed for the area agencies on aging for the AT programs. And then also for, uh, local lending closets listed by state. Wonderful. That's, I love those lending closets. I had never heard of those either before. Can you tell people what those are? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So a lending closet is usually a not-for-profit organization uh, that goes around certain areas um, and they collect gently used adaptive equipment or home health equipment. They refurbish it, they clean it up, and then they lend it out to community members for low or no charge. Um, and they let them have it sometimes till an open, it's an open-ended loan, or maybe they'll let them have it for six weeks uh, or even longer. And they, or you can even just re-up it and stuff. But you, you need to find out who your local lending closet is. Sometimes 
um, it might not even be a lending closet, you know, like a hospice, co a hospice company sometimes gets a lot of equipment, uh, maybe some kind of fraternal organization like the VFW or the Lions uh, Club might have a lending closet uh, that's not, you know, that isn't, that's might not be on the list. Uh, local municipalities sometimes will have, they will go, they will drive through the, the neighborhoods and pick up uh, equipment that people leave on the curb so that they don't throw it, have to throw it out in the landfill. Churches are another great place to find equipment as well. Yeah, so, it's just one of those things people don't know to ask. Absolutely. You don't, you know, put it out there, put it out there. And, you know, because you'd be surprised who's got, you know, Uncle, you know, Uncle Bob's old walkers is stuck in the back of their closet that, you know, maybe they aren't going to use or they'd be willing to let you use it uh, for the time being. Exactly. And, and people, they want it to go to good use, but they don't know where. Yeah bring it to and so those are great ideas so again give, yeah. a, give a plug for your website one more time if people want to i sure will page. yeah go and check out our website it's at aecorner.com well thanks for uh, calling in when you were on the yeah website. thanks for this Lori. thank you thanks for doing this this, this is so needed thank you so much bye-bye bye-bye that is so interesting they are absolutely marvelous you know I, I just signed up for, um, what do they call it? No buy, no sell Facebook thing in your community. And there's a, a teacher, I think, that works at a school that has a lot of needs, you know, for technology stuff. So he puts there that if you have a, a box and you've got all kinds of cables, cords, whatever, just give me a call and uh, I'll come and pick it up. And I was so excited, but it was snowing and horrible weather. And I said, oh, yes, 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 you know. Some are even unopened that my kids gave me because I didn't know how to use them. Or some are opened. You are welcome to this whole box of, I'm so grateful that somebody is going to use it. Yeah, yeah. What am I going to do with this thing? Wait for my son to come home three years from now or something to teach me how, you know. So he said that he's going to pick it up. And when she was talking about this, my husband actually, he um, he used to work at this um, air, um, Department of Aging as a volunteer. And uh, I'm very familiar with that agency, and it is great. So now I have something to tell them about. Yeah. I'm very interested in this. Yeah, it's wonderful. Well, things are yeah. expensive, and so yes. it's important for us to, to get this information out. Yes. Uh, now, if... Kate, if people want to get a hold of you, can they reach out to you on Facebook as well? Of course they can. Okay. Yes. It will be at, uh, just go to Facebook and look for Kate Lau Booth. Wonderful. And, and Toby, for you, what are you listed under on Facebook? I think it's just Toby Hayworth. Um, Hayworth is with an E and not an A. Okay. I was going to ask because I remember you got hacked a while back and there was a couple of different names out there. So I thought I know. It, it was crazy for a while. I'm on Facebook the most. Um and there's no rhyme or reason where I see things or go to because I always forget um all the places I'm signed up. Well, I'm sorry you were hacked because I got hacked horribly several times. And this year, it was, that's it. They hacked my iCloud password, oh. went to my um, 
course, email, Apple, Apple Pay, open an account with my credit, open an account immediately. When I was on the phone with them, and the, and the, num the, the, the name that popped up when I picked up the phone was my bank. They hacked that. They got their name, their number, everything. They've got my, all my personal information. And I also call Apple. While I was talking to the, this is for everybody out there. <laughs> they are so real. It's, it's, you know, it's unbelievable that this is happening. I'm on the phone. This guy's opening an account at Apple Pay. I had Goldman Sachs call me. <laughs> I worked on this for a month. I was going crazy with this brain not working right, you know, and I'm juggling all this and have to clear myself that this, this is not me that's committing this fraud. And I've got to report identity theft to my local police station. Yeah. It's crazy. I have to open a totally new account, shut everything out. Yeah, it's horrible. It's it's it absolutely is. horrible. I have another show that I do with um, Lance Slayton, and uh, he's out in Michigan with All Home Cares Matters, and we do a monthly show, and we pick topics. And we did one topic. It was like a two-hour topic on, uh, we do a big panel discussion just on scams. Yes. And it was amazing the way they bombard us. And, and we even had a tech guy come in terms of how to protect yourself and um, we had a little bit of everyone, but it's sad because the police can't do a whole heck of a lot. No, I think it is for future for your protection in case somebody says, "Oh, this this person has committed this fraud," you know. Mm -hmm. So they just Apple says that totally you are clear of everything, you know. By the time I called Apple, this guy was on the phone, and uh, he called me and said, "Get off, get off texting with Apple." That is my supervisor talking to Apple. You have no business in there. <laughs> I, so I asked Apple, is it? She said, I don't know what to tell you. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, I'm going to get up. So I told this scammer, I said, call me back in 10 minutes. You promise you will call me, call me in 10 minutes. I promise you because I wasn't going to hang up. I'm going to keep on talking. And Apple said that he's talking to someone. By the time 10 minutes passed, this guy has already spent 2900 of my money in the account that he opened on Apple Pay in California. Wow. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Scary. It, it, yeah. And I mean, all of us, you know, can be hacked. It, it yes. so, so easily. Toby, anything else that you want to tell us about? Well, no, I was listening to the hacking and, yeah, when my account was hacked, everybody that opened my emails also got hacked. Um, people were mad. People were really angry at me, and I had nothing to do with it. Uh, and a lot of people wouldn't connect with me afterwards. Um, so I lost a lot of my contacts. Uh, I had to start fresh again. And like it's real and and unfortunately with dementia in later stages than what we have they can get away with it real easily um and it's almost like they know that we have dementia and um 
they prey on people like us. Do you have a problem with not trusting your, yourself after a while? That was my problem when I was on the phone with Apple and I was saying, can I trust my own judgment? Is this person from the bank or is he not? Is this really Apple or really this guy's supervisor? It was crazy in my brain and I was sweating. I was panicking and the the fog or the, the block just came down really, really hard. And I got the FTD headache, which is a horrible headache. And I couldn't get out of it. And I was trapped every which way. It's, I don't know. I've you... had those headaches too. And I, I didn't know what it was called until you just said it. Because um, I'd gone to the hospital before because I couldn't get rid of this headache. It just would not go away. Um, and it's died down a lot now, but it's still there. And I know about the sweating as well, because I know that my anxiety will get way too high. And I go through mood change and then I start sweating. And it's like, this is not normal for me. It's, um, uh, Something's happening, and I don't know what it is. Uh, it's you know, it's interesting because I'm sure a lot of people didn't even know those two symptoms with the headaches and the sweating. You know, until you guys just mentioned that. Now there's so many different variables of symptoms that that people aren't aware of. Everyone thinks, well, it's just it's memory loss, or you can't connect the dots. But there's so much yes. more to the various types of dementia from you know, mood swings and blood pressure changes and temperature changes and being off balance and um, getting exhausted. <laughs> I mean, the, the list, I've never made a list or really seen a list, which would be really interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah. I, so you had a comment? Sorry, uh, one, one thing to add before we go off air. Uh, I never used to get seizures but after the last head injury, I'm getting them all the time now. And I find that interesting. But he said, my concussion was so bad that it's affecting the dementia that's making me have seizures. And it's just like, okay, well, I have something else to deal with. And... That's why I don't want to leave the house anymore. Like, I'm worried that I'll get that splitting headache or I'll get an episode of epilepsy, uh, sorry, a seizure um, when I'm out. And nobody will know what to do. And it's not like I can explain myself. So, yeah, a list would... Be very good. You have an ID bracelet, you know, a medical ID bracelet. That would probably be a good thing to to have. Um, so that yeah. People, and then, are you on any um, seizure medications then to try to prevent that? Yeah, I'm on a seizure medication. I take four pills a day now, okay. but uh, the small ones keep happening, and as soon as it happens. It can be just out of the blue. Um, 
it puts me right to sleep straight away. <laughs> so I'll wake up two hours later and be very confused, more so than normal. Um, it's a very scary thing. Do you feel it coming on other than the headaches? Like some people feel like almost like a vibration inside their body. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm starting to feel it more and more. Um, it's it's hard to describe for me because I'm going through so many different problems in my body uh, to work out what's the signal for this and what's the signal for that. Um, and and it's it's really hard. And I've gone into some very dark moments. Um, and I'll tell people that because uh, it's one of the hardest things you can go through when you are out and about don't remember where you live you can't even vision what your house looks like you don't know where to go or who to talk to um and you don't understand like any of your contacts on your phone or when you get home, you can't remember your girlfriend's name or whatever. And and there's no pre-warning of that. It just, it just happens. Well, I really appreciate you two being with us today and um, sharing your stories. And Toby, I'm really excited about your your art exhibit coming up. And like I said, I will help push that out any way I can. And Kate, your insights are always um, just so amazing as well. So thank you both for just taking the time out of your day to be with us today. So thank you for having us. Yeah, voices, thank you. Your voices are so important for people to hear. And again, and, and same with um, Christina and Cindy coming from adaptive equipment corner. I mean, they, we all need to talk and share information. You know, it's the, it's, I still think word of mouth is the best way to go um, because you feel like it's a trusted source. You can hear the inflection. It's not just words. It's not just a picture and you you're getting to know people and how they operate. And um, anyways, for me, that's a critical piece of how I make my decisions. So thank you for, for sharing. I will um, go ahead and wrap up the show now and ask our, our audience to be a giver of hope. Like, click, and share, not because we're chasing the numbers. That's not what we're about, but because we truly believe these conversations need to be heard by others. And you can do that, and it's not going to cost you a nickel, and it's going to take you only a couple of seconds to like, click, and share, get it out to your sphere. And, you know, people are shocked how far information can be passed but it also makes it more accessible because you know a lot of people are in denial or I don't need that yet or I don't want to go there whatever it is but the more information we push out the easier it is for them to grab when they're ready so help people get ready you know help improve lives and be a giver of hope Thanks, everyone. Thanks for joining us on Open Mic on Alzheimer Speaks. We do these once a month. And maybe next month you'll join us. Bye now. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. 
Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what can be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire, become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.